It's Ashley here of Stacks and the City, and I want to welcome you all to another phenomenal episode of the show. And as always, you guys, thank you so much for tuning in and listening. And of course, if you haven't done so already, feel free to rate, comment, and subscribe. Let me know what you guys are thinking. What are your thought processes? What do you think about the show? Now, before we begin with the CEO Spotlight, I really want to give a huge shout out to you guys. You all, I know I said this in my Instagram, But this month was the most downloads ever, ever of Stacks and the City. I don't even know how to add like hand claps of praise, but super excited, you guys. Also, another fun fact, we have a really robust and growing email list. And you guys are really out here telling me everything that y'all want to know about wealth building. And y'all, I'm the one to let y'all know about it. So keep it coming. Super grateful. Stacks in the City has so much to celebrate, and you all, truly from the bottom of my African-American left aortic chamber, it is because of you, and I am so, so grateful. Thank you guys so much. Now, you all, today's CEO Spotlight does feature Omajola Hebron, who is one of my former colleagues at Morgan Stanley. We worked together when I was there, what, a couple years ago or so, and it's always great to hear from her. And you all, she is a really big factor into my success, particularly in investing in real estate. As you all find out, she does own a lot of real estate in her portfolio, and she's going to explain to you guys exactly what she did to get there. You guys, this stuff is not rocket science. It does look big and flashy and fancy and cool, and it is, but just because it looks that way doesn't mean that it's inaccessible to you. You have the ability to get there too, I promise you guys. And I really do think that she's going to help us get some insight into how she did it. Because y'all, we all live in there. We try to get there too. Now guys, as the episode unfolds, I really want you all to just pay attention to some really important key points. I want you guys to um, understand um, the importance of location. Location is extremely important understanding the importance of what house hacking means. She talks a little bit about that. She doesn't call it house hacking, but basically she discusses getting roommates, leveraging that. And speaking of leverage, finding your leverage or finding some of the advantages that you have when it comes to building wealth. And you all will be surprised at some of the advantages you have. One thing that I've learned in creating my wealth building strategy is that your advantage doesn't necessarily have to be money. You don't necessarily have to have money in order to make money. Really what you need is the willpower and the knowledge to make it happen. So guys, I really want y'all to pay particular attention to that as she delves into it. She also talks about the stock market as well and uh, what to invest in. You all, we are transitioning from stock talk, stock talk, stock talk. Stock talk to home ownership because that's my personal favorite. Real estate investing, that's my bread and butter. I love it. We're going to be talking about that a lot. We will still, of course, incorporate stock market investing, but I love housing. So, what better way to talk about it than right now? So, guys, get those pens and papers out or your knowledge, whatever you have is going to help you out. And this is Miss Omajola Hebron, my wonderful colleague and friend. And have fun, guys. Stay quarantined. Hello, 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 everybody, and welcome to another fabulous episode of Sex in the City. You all, we are still in quarantine, y'all. It's another week. How long are we in here? Y'all, I'm tired. I ain't gonna lie to you. I feel like, I just feel like I have the cabin fever. Y'all, is there a song for that? 
hopefully. Anyway, nonetheless, I digress. You all, I am not alone. It's always the best when I have other people with me. And today, I am with Omajula Hebron, fabulous, wonderful investor extraordinaire, and one of my personal friends and colleagues, you all. She is the reason why I purchased my second home, you all. And I know I discussed that with you all before. I talked about I had somebody who really encouraged me during my um, days at Morgan Stanley, and it was her, you all. So it is truly an honor to have her here because it means so much because she really helped make my net worth go to the six figures that I tell you guys about. So Omajola, thank you so much for, for coming. Thank you for everything you've done. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And how are you? I'm doing really well, Ashley. I'm so proud of you. You're out there doing big things. I just want you to continue to be successful and grow and just help other people just like you're doing. Oh my, oh my God, stop it. You guys see what I mean? <laughs> oh my gosh, oh my gosh. So you all, the reason why I got Omojola here for so many reasons, but the biggest reason here is because I feel like out of everyone I know, I know people that are really great at explaining the market. I know people who have no idea about the market, but Omojola to me is a person who has each and every facet of investing down pat. And this podcast is all about investing. She is able to explain and participate in each aspect of the market. And we're going to ask her some questions regarding what is her poison of choice? What is her favorite type of investment to make? Because you all, there isn't just one. Can you, so Omjola, first of all, can you explain to us a little bit about this concept of investing? So it's a big term and it's not just the market, correct? It's not just the stock market, which we've been talking a lot about. Right, right. And so, like Ashley mentioned, you can invest in just the stock market, but why limit yourself, right? Why limit yourself? So Ashley's been able to build a lot of wealth through real estate, and so have I. And I think real estate is how many, my... How many, how many homes do you own, Omajola? I own four. He owns four, and counting. <laughs> <laughs> and counting, and counting. Um, technically five, but we won't get into the fifth one. But we'll just say four to be solid. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um... And, you know, like, like I was saying about real estate, you know, why that is probably my choice, my poison choice, like Ashley put it. That's what I like to do. Um, I think that's been something that has really helped me build my net worth. And so while the stock market is great, you know, I've worked for an investment bank and I really, you know, loved it there. But I think I learned so much about what the average investor needs to know before they start investing in the stock market. Really? So I've been encouraging a lot of my listeners, a lot of my people out there, hey y'all, to invest in the stock market because of this downturn and because of this pandemic. It seems like you might be tilting a little bit more toward the real estate market. First, can you tell us why? And can you tell us some key differences between making investments in the stock market and making investments in the, uh, in the real estate market? Well, you know, the key difference in making an investment in the stock market and the, and the um, real estate market is, you know, it's money, right? It's how much money do you have? How much money do you need to buy that home that you want? Now, if you have $100, you, you probably can invest in the stock market, but you can't buy a home. Exactly. Right? Okay. And so, but how much money are you going to make off the stock market with $100? So what I always tell, or what I always told my clients, and you know, continue to tell them, I suppose, is definitely, definitely make sure that they have some sort of savings before they invest in the stock market mm. or the real estate market. 
because that cash flow is very, very important. And so that's the biggest, that's the biggest, um, I think, um, hurdle for most people before they start investing. And, and when they're making a choice of what to do, do they want to buy a real estate investment or do they want to just invest in the stock market? You know, and the biggest difference is, um, you know, how quick are you able to get your money back, right? So in the stock market, depending on what type of account you have, if it's just a regular brokerage account um, that's not tied to an IRA, you are able to get your money out immediately, right? As, as fast as you want, three days or so. But if it is with real estate, you can't get your money back that quickly. Um, but I won't go into it. There are other ways that you can get your money back. Plus. What are some of those ways? So, I mean, it just depends on what you purchase. Okay. Now, if you purchase a property that's uber super expensive and only you can live in it, you're, you know, you're going to be the one that's going to pay for that. Right. So it's going to be, you won't be making any money. It's going to be you. Now, when you um, purchase a house, you can get a roommate, right? And so because you have the ability to make money off of that investment, that home or that apartment, whatever it is, you won't have to pay the mortgage all on your own. You can utilize some of that cash that your roommate is paying you to pay that mortgage. And what can you do with the rest of that money? I think you already know the answer. You can save it. <laughs> right? you can just save it right and put it in the bank and then what you could either invest in the stock market or you can purchase another property so you get the best of two worlds it gives you options is what i would say about real estate and that's exactly what i think is what you've been able to do too i think um you've been able to really spread in a good way, y'all, spread your assets, spread your money into different ventures. Can you discuss mm -hmm. a little bit about what you've been able to do with your capital? So how did you go about purchasing your homes? How did you go about investing in the market? How were you able to pick your preference? I know it's a lot of questions. <laughs> um, so, you know, when I was 20, what, how old was I? I don't even know, 22-ish. <laughs> I thought, you know what, I wanna buy a house and that's it. I don't even know. I think I was dating some guy and he was like, you know, like everybody needs to just buy a house. And he was like, he was not in a house. I don't even know where he was living. So, right. I was dating this guy and he just, I don't even know what we're talking about, but he just said something about, you know, maybe you should purchase the house or whatever. And I'm thinking, does he want to like live with me? But we were young. So definitely not. He did not want to live with me. And we broke up shortly after, but what I did do was take his advice. He had a friend who was a real estate agent. And he, before we, things went south, he introduced me to his friend who was a real estate agent. And so I called him up and I was definitely nervous to purchase you know, a home. But of I thought to myself, now that it's my first job, I just graduated college. I didn't even, you know, I had nothing. I had no savings. I literally had, I don't know, enough to put a down payment on this house. It was like, I mean, it was just whatever. So basically, I bought the house. Well, it was actually more of a townhouse. Um, I bought a townhouse and um, I had roommates before I bought this house. And what I did was just move them in with me. And so it was just You're a like huge a transition. I, yeah, 
I mean, I literally just moved them in with me and um, it was easy because I bought it in my same neighborhood. I remember when I was moving, I, it's actually in Hawaii. I was moving to Hawaii and I was on the plane and I was looking at a magazine and I was like, I love this neighborhood. It was like right by the beach and it was so beautiful. And the lady sitting next to me was from Hawaii and I said, I want to live in this neighborhood. And she goes, it's very expensive. You'll never be able to live there. And <laughs> I know, right? It? Now I laugh <laughs> when I think about that comment. But I, I rented there and then I bought there. So sometimes you have to wait a little bit to um, get to where you want to be. But eventually, mm. if you don't listen to any negative people or negative ideas, you can certainly get what you want. And that's anything you want. Got it. So how yeah. were you able to continue to purchase? Like what, what funding did you use for your subsequent houses? So, I mean, I feel like I've always kind of been good at saving. I never really spent mm. too much. Well, I don't want to say I never really spent too much money. I think I was very lucky to be able to, um, you know, make great money, and, you know, coming out of college, even though I think the rest of the country wasn't a recession. Yeah. But yeah. Um, I was also, I was in the military. So I think that that helped me a lot. And I'm, I mean, I'm always going to be grateful for, um, you know, being in the army. I think it offered me a lot of opportunities I wouldn't have had otherwise. But um, I think that that really allowed me to not get scared, even though the economy was just not very good and a lot of my friends just didn't have jobs. And so, you know, I just, I just continued to save. I, I didn't, you know, again, I had the three roommates um, and I'm the person that likes to live with people. You know, some people don't like to do that, yeah, but yeah. I never, yeah, I never thought that my roommates were a hindrance to my independence I just thought they were a means to an end I, I you know I felt that they allowed me to save my money to purchase another property and so that's what I did I mean there was a time when buying a house was like buying a purse you know it was just I didn't think about it like my first three homes were boom 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 I got you know? <laughs> guys I didn't think too much that's a quote <laughs> I would find it online and I would go get it. I just, I, I was never the person that was like, I want to find this perfect property. It's going to be my forever home. Uh, I think I'm in the process of building my forever home now, mm -hmm. but at the, at the time it was really just, I want to get this money. Like I want to not pay for, um, you know, all my expenses on my own, you know? And, and I think even though I was very young, I had a lot of friends that were married and, they, it was two of them, right? So they split all the expenses, they split everything. And um, it's so much easier when you split things with people, right? Absolutely. Like, Absolutely. <laughs> you know, all those utilities, that water bill, you know, the lawn, whoever's cutting your grass, if you have grass, whatever it is, like it's always, <laughs> I had a big lawn, Ashley. I had a big lawn. Oh <laughs> I mean, seriously, in Texas, one of my houses are in, is in Texas, and the lawn is bigger than the house itself. So, you know, I had to get someone to cut that grass because, again, I was single. So, you know, it's it's easier when you have someone else with you. And okay. so just think of your roommates as your partner. Oh, my God. <laughs> I gotta, that's a They're helping too. you build your wealth. Yeah. You know? So they're com so they're kind of like them, just means well. to in. they're a commodity. So guys out there, if you guys um I know yeah, DC market of course is very expensive. It's different out here. I understand, but you guys, if you are um out here living, I do recommend getting a roommate. That's exactly what I've done for the vast majority of my time here in DC. 
And that is a huge factor in accumulating wealth. I would argue that our expenses in housing is probably among the most percentage of what we spend per month. So if you're able to minimize that and instead of extra money going to a brunch, like one brunch is fine, guys. Like we're not telling you how to deprive yourself. But the majority of that extra money is going into a saving for something else, then by all means, y'all, you know what to do. You gotta hustle, y'all. It's America. This is America. <laughs> right? Excellent. So, Ola Jolie, like I said, you seem, you're so knowledgeable. I really do think you're so knowledgeable, not only in terms of understanding the market, how it works, but actually, actually being actionable about it. So actually participating in it. So what would you say, first of all, would you say that the quarantine, COVID, whatever you want to call it, is beneficial for people who or like you when you first started? And if so, how can we take advantage of this? You can definitely take advantage of the situation we're in right now. I know that we're in quarantine and so um, you don't have to commute to go to work. So you have ample time to do your research, right? Mm -hmm. Like that commute is no joke. But <laughs> one way that you can take advantage of this environment we're in right now is taking a look at stocks that are cheaper, that are way cheaper than the, what they used to be like before the whole coronavirus. So for example, now with this bailout for the government, this government bailout, well, mm -hmm. we don't know who's getting a bailout, but we can, we can pretty much assume that airlines are going to be getting some money. Mm -hmm. We know airlines, we know medical companies, medical device mm -hmm. companies or companies that make some medical equipment or mm -hmm. make face masks, so on and so forth, whatever that is you know some of those companies are going to get some money. So if I were you, I would invest in some airline stock right now. I'd air, invest in an airline ETF. I'd go buy some Delta, some American Airlines. I've been purchasing. I've been a purchaser. <laughs> yes. Right? Because they're going to get some, you know, they're going to get some government money. And even though their stocks have decreased in the, you know, recent, recently, they're, they're due to come back, right? And so that's one thing about the real estate market that I think a lot of people um, fear is that volatility, right? But the housing market has the same thing. It's just that with the housing market, you're able to visually see your home. I think that's what makes it so different for a lot of that's people. That's what makes it so different. Yeah, literally just, isn't that crazy? Literally, yeah. like I said, I like seeing my money, Omajola. I'm sure you do too. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I would diversify. I mean, if you really, if, if, if stocks and bonds are what you um, see yourself investing in, and certainly if you're not doing it um, with just, uh, what's, what I'm, what's the word I'm looking for, with disposable income, you can certainly do it in your 401k. You can certainly move around your 401k to take advantage. How can you move around a 401k or a TSP account if someone else is managing it for you, allegedly? Well, I think your 401k, you, in your 401k, I believe you manage that yourself. Mm -hmm. um, but if it's an IRA, um, then, and someone else is managing, if you have a financial advisor, you know, mm -hmm. give them a call and Tell them, tell them about it. You know. and they'll do it for you. <laughs> they'll do it for you. Gotcha. Um, okay. Especially if you have ideas of your own. I mean, I would never, for me, I would never leave, you know, my net worth in the hands of someone else, right? I don't care how rich I am. I don't care how much money I have. Like the reason, you know, some pe people have money is because 
they invested in themselves, right? And not financially, but with time, right? And so it may be time consuming for you to double check what, you know, someone else is doing for you. But if I were you, I would do that because it, it just makes sense that you understand what's happening with your money. Got it. Got it. Y'all, please, you guys, listen to this. And I'm going to have Omojola on the show again, more than likely, if she wants to be on the show, because again, there's so much more that we can learn from her. But Omojola, is there anything else that you want us to know? Are there any fun quirks, tidbits? You did drop a couple of really fun tidbits, guys. And I hope y'all are paying attention, take some notes. Anyway, <laughs> is there anything else that we should know about? We're going to do a really big real estate um, session really soon. So I want to have you up there to talk about that. But what else do you want us to know? Any final? I mean, I think, I think, you know, just don't be afraid to take, you know, calculated risks. Um, there's going to be a lot of people that tell you um, their horror stories, but that's their story. Like, don't let them write your story, write your own story. Um, because I think you, you can, you know, write a, a better story. You're just using their examples to, to, to make your story great, right? So that's, that's one thing I would say is definitely don't be afraid of taking um, risks and don't be afraid of, um, oh, I had something good I was gonna say. I, I don't remember, but, but, but just, just do it. Yeah, I mean, just today's do the it. day. Yeah, just do it. Like, if you wanna buy a house, just go look, right? just go look, call a mortgage lender and just see what you can afford. Um, because it is cheaper than renting period. Just, Oh, one big one tidbit is don't be afraid to live in the hood, right? Where I live now, let me tell you, everybody was like, everybody tells me every time they're like, Oh my God, I can't believe that place has changed so much. Oh my goodness. Like you can be the first person to go change a neighborhood, to make a neighborhood better, bringing your friends around it, you know, cleaning up the sidewalk, doing whatever. Don't be afraid to go live somewhere where your friends might not want to go visit you at, because you know what, while they're renting and spending all their money in some posh neighborhood, you are building your net worth and then you can go kick them out of their house when you want to buy it because they can't afford it. But that's real, guys, that's definitely real. That's real. And we will definitely discuss that concept in later episodes for sure. But guys, I agree. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Y'all, we're not, when it comes to wealth building, it's not about looks, especially when you don't come from money, you're just starting out. You got to get a little dirty for a while. You have to do things that you may not necessarily look good, but you know that is a great investment in the long term. So Please, you guys listen to that. That's a really important point as well. Now, Omajola, thank you so much for your time. We will absolutely have you on the show again if you want to be on the show. We don't of want to force course, you to be on anytime. Video, but we appreciate you. Thank you so much. And guys, it's Ashley of Saxon the City. I cannot wait to talk to you guys and hear from y'all again. Of course, make sure that you guys um, rate, you subscribe, and comment, and let me know what more y'all want to hear from me. Guys, take care. Please stay safe. Wash those hands and can't, can't say that enough and invest in the market, y'all.